This is Watchers of the Throne, a Game of Thrones reaction show. Welcome to Watchers of the Throne. This is David. We have Romeo and the other Mike. We are here to discuss Season 8, Episode 3, titled A Long Night. Let's start from the beginning, shall we? When you have the combined forces of the living. We got the Dothraki, the Unsullied, the Knights of the Vale, the Northmen. They all prepare to defend the Winterf uh, defend Winterfell against the advancing army of the dead. Bran, he's defended by Theon and his Ironborn. They're hanging out of the Godswood to lure the Night King. Jon and Daenerys ride dragons above the uh, battlefield, which well, I thought was a really great way to mm -hmm. kind of scope everything out. Mm -hmm. And uh, and actually, that that's typical in terms of um, battlefields you know the commanders are usually off in like high places just kind of see mm -hmm. how the battle is playing yeah, out this is kind of the, the tension yeah oh 100 oh so good i well, texted the, you the, i can't repeat what i texted you well the opening shot was really cool because mm -hmm. you see sam his hands are shaking he's trying to focus and mm -hmm. you got this you got this one shot you follow him and then it and then it kind of leers on uh leanna stark for a moment you know and then it goes to Tyrion. Mm -hmm. it's just really really cool one shot to kind of get a, a feel of where everyone one is kind of in place yeah. what's what's going to be uh, i know a lot of people said they got kind of confused at kind of how the layout of of, of winterfell was uh, in terms of how to follow these characters i didn't think it was that no. confusing yeah, it was it, a, it was a nice establishing shot of yeah. where everyone's supposed to be yeah and it's sort of irrelevant for us to know exactly where the library is in winterfell it doesn't matter yeah it, it i i thought the open tracking shot yeah. was really good yeah for me like i haven't felt this much tension since the season six finale you knew Cersei was up to something. We just didn't know exactly what. Yeah. Well done. And I think it's something the show does really well with is the atmosphere of what's about to go down. Melisandre arrives and magically inflames the Dothraki's weapons. I thought that was a great scene. Mind drop. <laughs> it's really cool because we were just talking about the tension and even the pending doom facing these warriors. Mm -hmm. And then this really cool moment happens and uh, no pun intended, it kind of brings light to hope. It's like, hey, maybe we have a real shot at this. They're going to send a Dothraki first. They're really great fighters. Sure, they might all die, but at least they'll because, take out a whole bunch with them in yeah, the process. It's going to be great. No one willingly takes on a Dothraki in an open field. Yep, yep. Except you're the Night King. <laughs> yeah, right. Except you're the Night King. So they're led by Jorah. They charge. They they even uh, have Ghost with them. I've been joking all week because people see that Ghost is alive in the trailer for next week. I said as they were charging, when Ghost got close to the horn and saw what they were, he veered out of the way and just like went into the forest for a bit until... <laughs> <laughs> War was over because. <laughs> so my coworker said she showed me this meme of like uh, a lost dog poster. Yeah. Goes interest a good boy. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I'm like, where was he? Nowhere to be found. Well, because when we didn't way. see him come back, I thought for sure, oh, he's yeah, dead. Oh yeah, yeah. He's dead. Um, but he must. I so, he must have ran off. So people were upset even SNL's Leslie Jones, um, where they couldn't see the opening like battle of the Dothraki marching. I think that was done on purpose. That's why Melisandre lit the swords because it's night and you can't see anything and that way you can uh, have that amazing shot of them charging towards the dog yes and, and then and then you just see him all flicker out and the look on and, and daenerys's face it's just like i sent them to their death yeah which is something i've heard of for daenerys targaryen because she's always succeeds and and then john's like oh we planned this out well oh well, no 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 i know i i know i thought the opposite john john knew what was going to happen oh, so he, he said 
he said in the fun route, essentially. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because the plan was to, I mean, basically all these people were not necessarily meant to die, but pretty much not have a good chance out there. Because the plan is to lure the Night King Mm -hmm. out so that Daenerys and Jon can take him out. It's not so much what's going on in the battlefield in front of Winterfell. The battlefield in front of Winterfell is just to hold off, to keep the people alive in the crypts and to make sure they don't get inside Winterfell. To me, that's why they were outside the gates, why they were out there fighting, and so that they can charge in and take out the Night King. Uh-huh. What they didn't anticipate was how fast the Dothraki got taken out. That was a bit of a surprise, but it was to be expected. And then when the when the Horde finally charged, then you know Daenerys went off script and, yeah. and helped them out, which is good of Daenerys to do. That I mean, that's something that in her uh-huh. something that she has to do. But she did divert from the plan. Yeah. Because again, the plan was to go take out, find the Night King, and take him out. Because the Night King, there's a reason why he's hanging back. He knows with his dragon, he won't win. He can't mm-hmm. just charge in and do it. John and Danny have two dragons. They have weapons. Mm-hmm. Can't take on an army by himself. Mm-hmm. So he has to. Uh, he has to just send out his entire army. When they do make the charge and they see the other White Walkers, and you see John, you can tell right away he's thinking, "Oh, I got to take out these lieutenants." From what I understand, when we were above the wall, we take out these lieutenants and we take out some walkers. And the show very smartly what happens brings in the winter and totally disarrays them, and they lose track of of where they are for a bit, even running into each other, mm-hmm. uh, Danny and John with their dragons. And I thought that was really smart and and, and a really cool scene. The special effects in this episode were oh, fantastic. Yeah. And then them like flying over the cloud would cause a problem because they had a whole plan work. Danny needs to see some yeah. cue from Davos. Didn't work out. Didn't work out. But I kind of like the scene that uh, happens right before all the chaos happens is Melisandre walking inside um, the walls of Winterfell and Davos goes, to, I guess, greet her. And she says, don't worry, before the dawn, I will die. And I think if he didn't see what he saw before she came through the gates, he likely would have executed her. Uh, so when the snowstorm overwhelms the defenders, Dolores Ed, commander of the Night's Watch, or at least what's left of it, he's our first one killed for saving Sam. John and Daenerys, they uh, burn the advancing whites with dragonfire as a living retreat into the castle. The Night King, astride the uh, undead dragon Viserion, attacks the dragon riders. We cut our dance with dragons. And it was about what I expected, you oh, know, yeah. because it, it is it is television. It can be disarraying to see two dragons at night fighting each other. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's a little oh, difficult okay. to tell which one is which, which I think was smart of them to have uh, the Viserion dragon try to bite John off of the dragon. That mm-hmm. way you kind of get an understanding of which dragon is which. Mm-hmm. It was a really cool scene. Uh, Rhaegon actually biting the flesh off of um, uh, Viserion. Viserion. Yeah. And you see the flames kind of bellowing out of his neck. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was awesome. Oh, it was amazing. Oh, oh. It was really cool. And how that happened later in the episode with John uh, yeah. in, in the, inside the castle. That was oh, really yeah. awesome. It, the effects, I got to give it to the Game of Thrones, was on point. Absolutely. They, they wasted no uh, expense. Daenerys, since she can't see the signal, you know, San- Melisandre makes her way out there. She invokes the Lord of Light to create more fire. Uh, the trenches, they do to uh, prove to be effective, but not very long as we see the Night King push forward some whites to build a bridge over the flames so that they can just lunge forward and, and keep running. At this point for the Night King, you have to think about what kind of resources he has. From his perspective, this is the final battle because Bran is here. This yeah. is it. This is what he's been and, working towards. And he can make more. And exactly. He can make more from the dead a, bodies that his that his whites have already produced. And, and yeah, a lot of them soldiers are dead. I mean, he's in a great position here. Uh, and then breaching the, the gate is a dead giant, which we saw in last season when the dead were marching yeah. forward. We see him in action. He takes 
takes out the soldiers that are around Liana Mormont and then picks up Liana Mormont, crushes her, and she heroically kills the giant walker with a dragonglass yeah, uh, dagger. Through the eye. Yeah, Liana Mormont, our uh, second big death, you and I both predicted this. We both predicted Ed, we both predicted Liana Mormont. And I felt that um, she was going to die because, again, she's just too small. But I didn't think she'd be going up against a giant. <laughs> that was a nice <laughs> surprise. No one, yeah. no, no one saw this one no coming. No one saw that coming. So, but, um, um, great I, I, character, I, I, I great do, actor. I, I do have to say, it's a fitting way for her to exactly. go Exactly. It all, it all, for a character that was supposed to be in just one scene in this entire series. All right, Arya Stark. She evades some whites. Uh, she gets inside the fortress. She defended herself really well. We got to see that that oh, weapon in action. Oh yeah, it was it was brilliant. Davos got to see it firsthand. You know, they did a good job in having these flashes of Arya scenes, and then we kind of we get away from her for a bit, so we just kind of forget mm-hmm. about her, and then we come back with her in the library, and then we leave her for a bit, and then we come back with her at the Godswood. I kept forgetting about her every time uh-huh. because there's so much going so much on. chaos, and yeah, and she's meant to be in the shadows, and only time you see her is when she wants to be seen and i thought that was perfect i think they handled her character perfectly in this episode so when you get that nice little surprise at the end you're like okay it makes sense i will admit when we got to that library scene you know what it reminded me of jurassic park kitchen scene oh that's you yes yeah. during that scene we really got some good close look at the dead we saw an undead noble woman mm-hmm. which i never realized that was a possibility in this in this in this army i'm like oh that's right they could have noble and the army of the dead because you wouldn't you wouldn't think that when you hear stories of um the free folk and you don't see them dress nobly and then all of a sudden like oh and then a lot of children too which is also even scarier and i love how scared she was oh not just the, her the, though the emotion everyone is oh, freaking out the especially emo- gray worm gray worm was shook let's talk about some of our favorites shall we a quick moment sure here. sure brienne of tars shook <laughs> jamie lannister <She's-> shook, shook. <laughs> Davos, who thought he saw everything, shook. <laughs> shook. <laughs> Even um, Jorah, who survived grayscale, how fast he retreated back to winter. The look on his face. Then like, that, holy I think, crap. I think his his face is what shook uh, Grey Worm yeah, more than everyone anything. Everyone else, yeah. He was the first one out there with the Dothraki. And, yeah. Well, I think that would scare anyone because remember when she came over for the Narrow Sea with the Dothraki or said that she reclaimed the Dothraki army? Yeah. They built up these warriors. Like, they were like the second coming of whatever, I guess, the, Lyle, the Lord of the Light at, at this point yeah. in their religion. And to see them go out, get those lights snuffed out, that would scare anyone. I mean, you saw it on Sansa's face where she's like this isn't going well and I, and you can sort of see her having flashbacks to the siege of the black pile of the blackwater what are we going to do it also strikes fear in our characters on another level uh-huh. when you see dothraki who thrive on the battlefield who are totally cool with getting killed on the battlefield right. running away from battle they were so that's horrified a, that's I mean, a good point yeah not on their horses running on yeah. feet back to winterfell along with jorah like they lost they, they abandoned their horses yeah you would think that would that, that would have given them their advantage but no yeah it really did become a hindrance for them and of course the most shook person or cast member of them all ghost he disappeared ghost yeah i'm telling you ghost ran into the forest to, he to, ghosted yeah he did he did he's like forget this man he's I'm, out i'm out i'm out i'm good i'll, I'll come afterwards i did a lot of fighting in my day i'm retired but yeah no there's a lot of great reaction shots i think back to the moment where they did breach winterfell and yeah. how 
does Sam Tarley live? Well, how does one-handed Jamie live? You know, exactly. it, it, it does. Or Brienne or Podrick. I thought yeah. Podrick was a goner. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I will say the only saving grace in that sense was that they had each other's backs. Exactly. So there was a lot of last-minute saves, which people don't like, I understand. When it when it becomes too many, it can be seen as a weakness oh, in the episode. There, there, there but was backlash yeah. from fans. Like, they called the, the writers cowards. But when you're talking about hundreds of whites coming at you, mm-hmm. and I actually, when I was on Instagram last Sunday, I watched all mm-hmm. the battles mm-hmm. in Game of Thrones, and I did like some reactions to it. I even took some videos of some of some of the parts of the episode so that I can talk about it and mm-hmm. say this could be like foreshadowing what's going to come into play uh, in Sunday night's episode. And one of the things I said after the horror home episode, I mean, we're talking about an overwhelming amount of dead bodies yes. just coming at you. And no matter how skilled of a warrior you mm-hmm. are, you're just simply overwhelmed. And, and it's almost impossible to even survive like this. And that's why I thought we were going to see more deaths. And we did. We saw a lot of deaths. We, but, uh, but in terms of our characters, yeah, we didn't quite more. see enough. Yeah. And I was I, seeing Tormund getting injured, but he still managed to survive. And died. that bugged me. He should have died. died. He should have died. Um, and I think either Podrick, Jamie, or Brienne. And I'm talking about this should have happened before returning to Behind the Walls. We should have saw Tormund die. Grey Worm. Because they were, because at one point the Unsullied were prepared to die for the retreat and even to hold the line to let Melisandre out. Yeah. So she can light those um, bears that Danny couldn't see. It, it's just shockingly how lucky they all were. And I understand they still have three more episodes in the series. And if they're going to die, it's going to be Cersei that kills them. But I don't care about Cersei and, yeah. their, and the, their need for even more deaths later on. If you're going to kill off character, this is going to be the fight. Yeah. And, and if they want to keep these characters alive, fine. But the one for me is 100% Tormund because we're yeah. talking about a guy who survived the battle at Castle Black, battle of the illegitimate children, and now the it's long night. It's too many. So that means he's, he has to die in the Battle of King's Landing, right? It has to happen. It has to happen. The... Because what his what is his purpose mm-hmm. in a post-Cersei world or like in a post-Game of Thrones world? Like, he's not going to be with Brienne. There's like becomes... barely, if any, free folk left. Yeah, he, he becomes a crow. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? Does right. he become the new commander of the Night's yes, Watch? Yes. yes. What's there to watch? Exactly. Well, then, I think he goes back home. To where? Above the wall? That city just goes back. He's not going back there. Well, there's no need for a wall. Was he going to get a castle? Maybe. Is he going to get the castle Bronn always wanted? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Him and Bronn adventuring in the north. I'm okay with Brienne dying this episode. She served her arc. She got all the Stark children back. She fulfilled all of her oaths. She became a knight of the Seven Kingdoms. Jamie, I can understand why they want to save. He has not fancy patience with Bronn mm-hmm. and with Cersei. Mm-hmm. She knows she ain't pregnant. That's a lie. Even he believes, he still believes the lie. I think his brother Tyrion is like, are you sure? Sandra Clegane, Beric Dondarrion. They follow Arya as she's running away from, from the Whites. After burning a White who captures her, Beric gives his life to let the two escape. Uh, he does the Christ pose and everything. Yep. And the lore of the light is um, uh, it's basically the sometimes promises to return again is basically an analog for Christianity and uh, Christ. Kind of on the nose there, guys. It's very on the nose, but this is one of the 
many clues that start to get sprinkled in the episode of where is leading towards. Seventh time and final time, Beric Dondarrion has died. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm good with this. Uh, no, this is this is uh, this is great. He found his purpose, or maybe he didn't realize this was his purpose. Maybe he did, but it's to save Arya because Arya is meant for something bigger, oh, greater, greater. Yeah, and there was a reason why they met all those years ago. Everyone in that room essentially had a kind of a reunion together. That is true. Because a great line where Melisandre goes, "Was I on your list?" She goes, "Once." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah. And then which leads into her prophecy. Brown eyes, blue eyes, and green eyes. But she re-emphasizes the blue eyes, which I thought was Cersei or something like she had a reason to live. I wasn't I, thinking. I, but then I realized, oh, wait, she doesn't have blue eyes later on because I'm like, oh, she has green eyes. So and it, like, all, it all ties back mm-hmm. to what you were talking about earlier, how we've been building up for this moment yeah. for so long is because they've also been emphasizing the prophecy of Azor Ahai, uh, of the Lightbringer, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, Azor Ahai was going to come back and you know, I'm trying to paraphrase this as best I can. He's going to have his sword, Lightbringer, flaming sword. He's going to take out the Night King. He's going to end the Long Night, yada, yada, yada. There's been many a theory who that could be. Mm-hmm. We've even talked about it in the past. I think Chris even suggested that it could be Jamie. I've always been on the John fence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I didn't like the idea of it being Daenerys. I, yeah, I was I was on the Daenerys fence because it made a big thing about it could be in a woman. Cause, yeah. Um, cause, um, which I felt was a misdirect at w- the time. W- which Missandei said that there's no gender to that word. Yeah. And High Valerian. So I'm like, oh, maybe it is Daenerys. But no, Arya. I'm a big book guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the books. Totally like the prophecies. But here's the amazing thing, and this is actually parallel to real life as well. Sometimes prophecies are just misinterpreted. Prophecies aren't always direct. Prophecies are just something that you have to carefully interpret. Star Wars can be used as an example yeah. here. I mean, let's not forget how the prophecy was intended for when it came to Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to bring balance to the Force, but at one point he actually tore it apart. And some could argue, well, he ended up bringing balance to the Force at one at, at a later point. Yeah. But again, it's, a, it's an example of a prophecy that was either misinterpreted or misunderstood. You know, yeah, it's yeah, just prophecies it are happens. Never, prophecies are never straightforward. Never straightforward. And it's always and with something about prophecies, it's something. Thing you least expect. Yeah, that's why they call them prophecies and not fact. Yeah, so there <laughs> yeah, you go. You know. There you go. But um, and for this, like, if you take a look at this prophecy, they were clues sprinkled throughout this episode and leading up to it throughout her entire journey that supports this. And they knew, saying since season four, he was wrong. Who is going to do the deed? And they were fighting it for a long time. They realized, no, it has to be Arya. It takes training of a faceless man to be able to sneak up behind such a great evil that's anticipated everything thrown at him so far the last thing he would anticipate is a 90 pound girl yeah and and melisandre she saw something in Arya. she just didn't know what it was exactly because she was convinced at the time stannis is and then John, Azor Ahai. then Daenerys, and then John, because totally understandable how she was misguided herself, because she doesn't have all the answers. No, you know, I, I, she I, sees I, things in the flames all the time. She doesn't know what it means every time. The Night King and John are dismounted in battle. The Night King proves immune to Drogon's dragon fire, and Daenerys flees uh, the Night King's ice javelin attack. You see the Night King smirk a little bit, so there's some personality there. <laughs> I, you know, I couldn't really tell, but I, but you can see in his eyes though, like. Really? Yeah, yeah. Come at me. <laughs> I figure the dragon fire wouldn't work. Oh yeah, no. Um, because he, because he's calmed him down. A fire of all kinds. Yeah. Um, during Hardhome. Ex- exactly. That's one thing I noticed uh, during the battle of Hardhome. The White Walker he was walking through, going down there, mm-hmm. 
And then he had no problem, not necessarily walking through flames, but he was walking past them just totally not affected because when they bring in the cold, they bring in the cold, man. Like, the fire really mm-hmm. is gonna, not going to have any impact on them. So if regular fire is not going to do it, I don't think dragon yeah. fire will. No. Before John can attack him, the Night King, he raises all the dead around him, the dead from Winterfell, as whites, and he happens to raise the dead that are buried in the crypts uh, where Tyrion and Sansa and company are all hiding together down there because the crypts are safe. Let's not forget that the crypts are safe. We were reminded so many times that the yeah, crypts are safe. I, I called this. I was screaming. No, you did call this among with many of people on the internet. Yes, yeah. because I'm like, Jon Snow, you know better. I didn't want to believe this would happen because mm-hmm. I just thought it would be really stupid because those are stone tombs. I didn't think that this would have any impact, but they were able to break through these yeah, but cron- the su- concrete tombs. But, 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 the, but they're supernaturally strong. Like They shouldn't have gone through hard homes defenses, and they wow. did. They shouldn't have gone through Winterfell's defenses, so what makes you think a, like eight stone is going to stop them? But they get there by sheer number, not necessarily by mm-hmm. strength. They're not strong, and they're not good fighters. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like, it, it just frustrated me. I, it was something I didn't want to happen in the show, but it did. But we knew it was going to happen. Yeah. the horror element. It, it just, and it's, again, it's how one of the... are all those people, our main characters down there, all alive? Very should be dead. He's kept being told. He's the he Spider-Man. He's, he's a spider. He, he's not going to die. But, but he's being told that he's going to die and doesn't, he doesn't like it. Chris likes to tell us everything. Oh, I know, show, but, so. but people get too caught up in that. I, I really think he's just going to die of old age. I yeah. don't think he's going to die but tier- before the series ends. Um, and Tyrion and Sansa I feel, and Gilly and her child who is screaming at the top of his lungs. Yeah, right? How's he alive? How are they alive? No, it, to me, it just wasn't a good scene. It was just an excuse for them to kind of have that moment with Tyrion and Sansa. Daenerys and Drogon burn the whites surrounding Jon, who goes to defend Bran, but is cornered by Viserion. Jon was surrounded. But you know, <laughs> but in Jon's defense, he didn't put himself in harm's way this time. Uh-huh. You know, like this, this was something that was out of his control. He was trying to stop it and he didn't get to the Night King in time. Yeah, though, so, Do you feel like it was out of character for him not to stop to help Sam or anyone that needed help? He just like had tunnel vision well, and it's, going it's, straight for the Night King? He was thinking big picture. Yeah. It was the Which same thing that right? I talked about earlier. Which, he has to stick with the plan. Which is rare for him, though, because he's always about the small details. Because you know how many times he sacrificed the big picture for the small details and put himself in harm's risk? Where you think the sensible thing is to go for the goal. But no, he always goes back and he saves his friends. Tries to save his brother. Yeah. And fails. Exactly. Yeah. And the one time he does, he fails at that, too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like for me, it just seemed a little bit out of character for him all of a sudden to change his whole mentality. I think when it comes to the Night King, he's just under a different wavelength and is more focused and realizes I, I have to do whatever it takes to stop this. Like, this is it. He saw the Night King heading towards Winterfell and he thought, no, this this is it. We're in the end game now. Everything that's happening around me doesn't matter. They either live or they die. But we're all dead if I don't keep going and try to get to Bran to stop the Night King. I think that's I think that's why he ran past everybody and just hope yeah, for the best it, for them. Though I gotta say, Daenerys could have let him die and she could have got the Iron Throne. Which was one of my bold predictions yeah, that I, I made. I, and I yeah. was proven right yet again. Yeah. She didn't save him. She, she, she didn't save, save him. Because she she's inherently a good person. And, and, I, and I think that goes against all the people saying that she's the villain of the series. I think not. No, she's not. I don't think she's the villain of the well, series. Well, I do think she's, she's I, but, 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 mishandled but, but, things tremendously.
obviously. Well, of course, because but she's, she's not a young the villain. ruler. Like yeah. Any young ruler does. It's not like Cersei who knows exactly what she's doing exactly. and, is, oh. and is the villain. And all her glory. She's inherently evil. Yeah, she's had a lot of horrible things happen to her. But she but, relishes in it, though. Yeah, and it's not like Sansa who's had horrible things happen to her. She's still a good person through mm-hmm. all of it. you know. And Cersei, no, it's the opposite. She's had horrible things happen to her, but she turns it in, into it, fuel it feels, to justify yeah. mm-hmm. the horrible things that she's mm-hmm. done. The White Sun see yeah. Daenerys and Jorah dies defending her. Daenerys holding her own for a bit here. I, mean, you know? I, I, was, I was proud of her. Yeah, yeah. Kind of too bad no one saw this. And and this is the death that I felt that was kind of unnecessary because I thought they were building him up to reclaim when he was lost. I thought the at the end of this, his reward would be his family honor again. The Mormons pass on like the Tyrells, the Baratheons, and the Martells. I'll disagree with unnecessary. I think this is a very Game of Thrones death. Mm-hmm. People saying like, oh, plot armor, plot armor, plot armor. No, this is this is your Game of Thrones death that you. You were asking for and yeah. uh you're not paying enough attention to it it's tragic what happened there to jorah but he did doing what he's always wanted to do and that's serve daenerys. serve daenerys it was great and it was so tragic to see him getting killed like that funny how he gets killed in this situation when his cohorts managed to survive waves and waves of, yeah, <laughs> of white um, for me that kind of annoys me i understand what they did it because technically his story arc he found his redemption yeah he won back it's daenerys a great scene race. Yeah, it's a great scene. Totally. Yeah, don't get me wrong, but I, he could have made it to the end. Like he could have died after Daenerys got her throne. I felt like there's still a little bit of unfinished business between the two of them because he didn't get her the throne. Help her rule. The Night King arrives at the Godswood. Bran thanks Theon for his service. Theon charges at the Night King, who kills him and approaches Bran. So Theon, you got your other really, yep. really tragic I, I, death. Yep, you I know, I called it. He, he served. Yeah, we called it. He died protecting the person he tried to kill. Yeah, if I was a betting man, it, it was easy money to, oh, bet, yeah. to oh, bet on yeah. Theon. Theon, it, it's a shame that he went out like this. You know, I why didn't he have any weapons aside from the, the bow and arrow? Well, I think he got a spear from a dead body. Yeah. So I was like, why does he have a sword on him? I just thought that was a little strange for me, but, but I, I mean, But I think he knew fine. in the end he had to die. He was going to die no matter what with a Night King. He might as well go out trying to do something good. So he's, he's finally gone. It's been quite the road for Theon. Yeah, he redeemed himself. He did. He died a, a noble death. Sure. All his deeds. I don't think him showing up for helping Sansa escape and him being basically a human shield for Bran is enough. I think he still needed a lifetime of more servitude to pay off for all the horrible things he's done, but he served his purpose. He served Bran the best way he can as basically human shield. So we see his death. The music builds up. By the way, the score in this episode is amazing. Okay, I've heard someone else complain about. It, but I'm like, no, this is perfect. It's no, a, the score a, is it's a good. Sure of the uh, as the Stark theme. Yeah. Um, the light of the seven With and and then the Jon Snow theme. Piano and the, the organ, strings. The organ, it's so yeah. good. The dun, 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 dun. like it's just that it's, build up. It's, it's brilliant. Brilliant, man. Oh God, yeah, it's probably one of my favorites. I still, it still doesn't beat the the light of the seven. I oh think, no, I think that score is just amazing. Yeah, and the composer composer whose name I forget who also does Westworld and a few other um, projects does amazing work Ramen Dajwadi it was ethereal yeah it's amazing it, it really elevated that scene the music's building up Arya suddenly leaps at the Night King and he turns he catches her grabs her one handed I mean maybe she shouldn't have been screaming like that she probably should have mm-hmm. stayed silent but what can you do 
You always got to have that battle scream when you're going in for the kill. <laughs> she thought she was gonna die. Yeah. Well, you know, when he grabbed her, I thought, because oh, I, I, I thought, I thought, I thought he crushed her Went neck. Back. Yeah. 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 Arya, she. She gets grabbed and she drops the dagger, which makes sense to confuse the Night King or to throw him off because it's kind of like, oh, you know, I'm choking her to death. Of course, she's going to drop her knife. But what happens is she grabs it with her other hand, stabs him, and he explodes. All his lieutenants explode. And then all the white walk, all the whites crumble apart. The dragon about to blow his blue fire on, on, uh, John. John. Done. By the way, the visual in that scene. Like it, like when John running back and forth mm-hmm. with the dragon, the, and you see like you were talking about earlier with the blue fire coming mm-hmm. out. Uh, oh, it's amazing! Yeah, you see Viserion just stomping about, crushing Winterfell's yeah. walls. But of course, Arya, what did what did she tell the Night King or Death? Not today. Exactly. Little did we know that Death personified is the Night King, the God of Death. Still gives me chills how it all played down. It was pitch perfect how it all went down. It wasn't Jon Snow. It wasn't Daenerys Targaryen, the daughter of the dragon. It was the ones that no one really paid attention to. People that were annoyed with for a whole chunk of season. Like, why are we spending so much time with her? And it made sense. Everything that happened prepared her for this moment. It was all set up. It really was. This is seasons in the making. Benioff and Wyatt even said that they knew Arya was going to be the one to uh, take out the Night King many seasons ago. Yeah, and they they really did build towards this. Uh, Whether or not it's been a good build up you know that of course that's up for opinion because i've been very vocal about how i wasn't really a fan of the whole story arc of house of black and white and i think i texted you like did i miss the sign i did my rewatch i watched it carefully as best i could and even i could never predict this i'm like did i miss clues oh and apparently i did her meeting with melisandre about the blue eyes the blue eyes were a really prominent thing back then she was easy to forget all of her training all of the conversations now i need to go back and and watch especially in the house of black they made all those scenes in bravos important again i think fans now of the end of series are going to revisit those scenes and see how does this make sense and it does it makes sense i'm happy with the choice anyone who has a problem with it just wasn't paying close enough attention like the clues are there and and, uh, like we were talking about earlier with prophecies you can just be wrong about how you're reading it at dawn clegane and uh, davos watch as melisandre her uh, purpose served removes her magical choker and dies we predicted she was going to come back but you yeah. and i i don't think we predicted that she would die did i kind of think i did but overall i enjoyed the episode i did people had issues seeing it i saw it all pretty clearly mm-hmm. myself i watched it on the oh, app i i saw it off my tv off my old cable box so and it still I, worked out for you i because I, I know how to control my brightness That's oh what. there's also that right <laughs> and people complain well we can't do it on our cell phone then don't watch it on your cell phone why would you watch it on your cell phone uh-huh. Or, or a computer like you str- you cast that thing yeah right you do not have friends there's certain shows you just simply don't watch on a computer screen game of thrones is one, one of them, them. like it's absurd friends? i'm sorry it's the final season show the show some respect they spent 11 weeks filming this episode like, and I'm you're sorry. spending it watching on your phone friends, friends don't let friends watch this show on a computer lap on a laptop or on a phone or yeah. a tablet gosh but but i think you did say and i agree with this if they they're gonna have to release this in the, in theaters like like i kind of want to see the table read Keep most of table read when they all learned that it was Arya the one because they said that I've heard like cast reactions during that table read where people were stunned and shocked um, Macy Williams didn't read any of the scripts in advance so she all found out all this crazy stuff with her characters during the table read uh, overall this concludes the story
story of the White Walkers as far as we know. I personally don't have a problem with the overall vagueness that we, like, there's still a lot of questions that come with the, the myth of the White Walkers, but I'm okay with it. You know, but we faced death, we eliminated the threat, and now it's time to move on to what really drove a lot of fans into the show to begin with, and that's the politics, you know, and I, and I think that's a really great way to end with the show, is, is a political battle between Daenerys and Cersei. She lost her Dothraki, half her Unsullied are gone. There are no free folk left, as far as I can tell. So what does she have left? The North is not going to march with her. And some people are saying, hey, there's Dario. Bring back the second sons. Yeah, I, I then, think they're coming back. And 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 my co-worker told me in the book that the gold company are actually loyal to the Targaryens. So will that play a factor into this? I probably, I don't think it will. I don't think it will. We'll see this Sunday. But we will be on the air uh, Sunday night at 8 o'clock after the East Coast um, airing of uh, Game of Thrones. And uh, that does it. See you guys next week.